you're a police officer or you're a family member, a spouse of a police officer, a loved one of a police officer, you need to get your cops here. Yeah. You need to get your cops here. If you're listening to this, you know a police officer. There's one in your family. You tell them about this. I'm sitting here today saying, I've been in a dark place. I've contemplated taking my own life before. You know, these are these are steps that we want to make sure we have open conversations about. I'm not the only one. We have some very special guests in the studio today. Something really, really cool is coming up, and we want to talk about it. And our uh, my special friend here on the show, Shelly Klingerman with Project Never Broken. We had you on not too long ago. It was, I can only say it was like a week or so, kind of a tour of raising money for Project Never Broken in honor of your brother. And uh, I, I saw some really great folks and a lot of really cool things happen in that week. And I want to congratulate you on what had to be a wonderful, but yet emotional, sad but yet awesome thing. Yes, it was. Thank you. And thank you for being part of it. Well, it was a pleasure to be a part of it. But, you know, if we have you on the show, it's something pretty important and something we want you to be a part of. Now, we've got Shelly here with uh, Project Never Broken, but we also have some other guests. And let me tell you a little bit about it. Project Never Broken and Peacemaker Project 703 are joining forces to host second annual Wounded Blue National Law Enforcement Survival Summit. And it's going to be right here in Terre Haute. And it's going to be at our brand new convention center. Is that right? It is. I think we're the first. That's awesome. Well, this sounds pretty darn important, and that's why we want to talk about it. And you have some guests with us today, so why don't you do the intros for me, if you would? I do. Today, I have Brad Shepard. He is the executive director of The Wounded Blue, and Esther, she is here with us doing all of the pre-planning, and we're getting details locked in, and we're going around and making our rounds to make sure everyone knows what's coming up and what's available to our first responder community. And she's doing a great job. She's taking notes already before we even started today. And she made it clear, keep the microphone away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we follow Esther's orders. I am going to follow Esther. That's exactly right. But uh, uh, Brad, this is something, uh, well, you're in law enforcement, so this is something close to your heart for obvious reasons. How did all this come about? I know it's the second annual event. Uh, How did all this get started and and, uh, why should people be a part of this? Oh, I love it. Great question. And uh, it's a pleasure meeting you and being here. Thank you you for the Thank you for the invite. Thank you. Shelly. Esther actually is going to sing later, so stay tuned, folks. We're going to get her on for a, awesome. for a song. All right, we're going to have her do it. Uh, you know, Kevin, I actually am, am a uh, retired trooper out of Oklahoma. I spent 25 years uh, down there working uh, various assignments, and I absolutely had an amazing career. There was a segment, and I'm going to give you a little history here to kind of build up as to understanding the, the, the why, my why. There was a segment of years in there that was actually pretty dark. It was pretty uh, pretty unhappy, uh, right. No peace, no no real contentment, and it was caused by some line of duty deaths. There's a lot of trauma that comes with you know a variety of professions, but law enforcement has its share of big T. So let me oh let God. me play around with that a little bit. So big T and little T trauma, we kind of play on words with that. But little T trauma, most people deal with little T trauma through uh, through a variety of events that happen, or you know emotional impacts that happen through their course of their life. They lose loved ones, or you know, and some of those are actually big T trauma events where they just really, it heavily impacts their life substantially uh, and kind of messes them up a little bit. Well, those big T trauma events in law enforcement are a dime a dozen. I mean, they're all around. So you don't have to look very far. You don't have to throw a rock very far to hit a big T trauma. And through the course of my career, I actually had some big T trauma things happen, which significantly impacted a, a 
a large majority of my career. It impacted the the work that I was doing. It impacted the involvement I had at home with my wife and children. It impacted my uh, spiritual life that I was every yeah, avenue and, of your life. Right, I'm right. sure was affected. Absolutely, absolutely. So through the course of that, there was uh, there was a mechanism by which I was led down a path of getting healthy. We'll circle back to that in a minute, but it's called. Uh, CISM, Critical Incident Stress Management, but I had some folks really pour into me and got me into some uh, mental health and wellness uh, professionals, did EMDR therapy, movement desensitization, reprocessing therapy. You know, the flowers started to smell better again. You know, the sun started to shine life a little bit brighter. Came back started coming back. Your life. <laughs> and then you start endeavoring to this, well, holy cow, now I see other people who were where I was at, and you start down thing. this giving back path to where you're actually wow, I can actually help these people because I was there. I know the path they were on, so now I can help them out, right? So that happened through the course of my career, and, and it led me to the nonprofit industry. So I worked for a nonprofit organization for a number of years that actually did peer support, CISM, Critical okay. Incident Stress Management. And then I'm actually the most recent addition to the Wounded Blue. I came on board uh, August 1 as the executive director, so I'm new to the team. But the Wounded Blue, which right. is why we're here, uh, the Wounded Blue endeavors to help law enforcement, specifically the injured officer, physical and unseen injury. That unseen is a tricky, uh, right. tricky verbiage, right? Because it's the wounds that you don't see that, that, no maybe, see that maybe impact you the most. So the Wounded Blues makeup is we serve that law enforcement community through support, education, legislative. Uh, we serve them through peer support mechanisms, providing things like this uh, wellness uh, summit, mm-hmm. uh, but also providing the mental health resources, expertise, if not officers to connect to say, hey, we want to help you out of that dark place, right? Or maybe it's not even a dark place. Maybe they're just having uh, maybe they're just having a frustrated career. What part of my story? There's there's so much to my story, but I kept getting kicked out of units. I couldn't figure out why. Look, I was a SWAT guy. I got kicked out of the SWAT unit. I was a bomb squad guy. I got wow. kicked out of the bomb squad. You know, I'm, they spent thousands and thousands of dollars training me. Yeah. Uh, but but if you add it all up, one line of duty death, which is a large reason why we're in Terre Haute, the impact of line of duty death officers here has been heavy. Yeah. I had three significant line of duty deaths. Uh, nine troopers total that oh. were killed in the line of duty totaled my career during my 25 years, Kevin. But three of, three of those were significantly impacted to me. The first one started me down a path. I, I got to say, not to interrupt you, <clears throat> I have the most respect for law enforcement. I always have. I've been lucky enough to have friends or got to meet people just like you that, that have a story. But I remember a time when none of this was around, where you could tell that story when you were in law enforcement. You could seek help. Uh, you can help others in the field. Uh, first of all, I congratulate you on getting through that because there's no way that I can sit here and say, man, I know what you went through. There's no way. How I can relate is I've lost a lot of family members and I know what loss is like and I know how that affected me every day. But then I put that times 10 on what everybody that puts on that badge and, and goes out every day. There's no way that I can imagine a loss in the field mm-hmm. and, and doing what you do is like, and then get back up the next day and go back at it. I can't even imagine, but to hear you say that that you you found a way after all of it, and now you're helping other folks in blue uh, get the help you need. Uh, I congratulate you, and, and, and I appreciate you doing this. Here's one of the reasons why this is so important. So I, you bring up a great point. Everybody kind of fil- filtering back to what we were talking about. Everybody in this in this crazy life, we're all this journey that we're on. We all experience hardships, uh, be it the little T trauma or the big T trauma. With law enforcement, 
and everybody kind of has the, let me paint a different picture. So everybody kind of just has this backpack of life and you just right. put, put in, and you just keep putting stuff in it. At some point you have to take stuff out, right? Yeah. If you don't strategically too take <laughs> some of these things out, it becomes heavy, right? Yeah. So using that metaphor through the course of the career, we serve the community because we love doing it, because it's a calling. Rare is the officer that does this job for the money. I I, I challenge you. I gotta be honest. I challenge you to show me one in Terre Haute who says, you know what? I'm gonna go get on with Terre Haute PD because I want to get rich. I'm gonna retire a millionaire, and that's it. So the richness comes from serving their community. Yep. It's idealistic. It's a calling. So that calling then is to say, I want to do this. So using that metaphor, we show up to these people that we serve, every time we show up, it's that person's worst day. Every call we make is dramatically horrific, typically, for that person we're serving. So how many times are these officers going from call to call to call to call to call? Horrific, 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 horrific. And the public's perception, which I think it's changing, and I actually am so impressed with the the feel of Terre Haute. It's so pro-law enforcement here. It's unbelievable. It, it really is. And I, it, it makes me proud uh, to see it and, and to feel it. And, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. So if you if you continue with that metaphor, these, these officers are showing up and they'll go from maybe the worst call is having something to do with a child. And then they immediately go to a traffic stop and that traffic stop person says, well, I can't figure out why that officer was so rude to me. They were so cold. They didn't even say hello. Well, it was because we just saw a baby drown. Or it was because we just actually had a wow. death notification. I know you just had this terrible tragedy that just happened in your community. Who did the death notifications on that, Kevin? Who Do, do we know? Because yeah. that person is having a hard time sleeping right now. You just painted a picture for me because it's really easy not to know what that police officer did the four hours previous before, <clears throat> you know, that's that's something I didn't think about, you know. Uh, I'm not often pulled over talking to law enforcement. Knock on wood, no. But uh, uh, no, that's something that I think most people don't think about. You know, we're expected to be the the lawyer, uh, the attorney, the uh, mechanic, the uh, the medic, the social worker. The all these, you know, you, the list is long and unravels oh, as to what the roles of a police officer has to be at that moment in time. And you know what? Most of them do it fantastically. I don't they see do how, it how though. They do it amazingly because they are Crazy. passionately driven yeah, are. to serve their community. Okay, right. so let's go back to the backpack. So these people that are packing in these, these backpack things, they go home and they try to unpack the day and oftentimes they don't know how, right? Yeah. Our culture is prone to, okay, we have taught this person how to serve the community and serve everything about Terre Haute Police Department uh, well, but where we struggle oftentimes is teach them how do you serve yourself well? How do you make sure you're serving? How does Shelly, police officer Shelly, make sure she stays healthy at home? And that's where we that's where we, the Wounded Blue, come in and say, hey, we want to help with that. We want, awesome. we want fantastic officers out here working for our communities. We want fantastic officers that have great relationships at home. We want to make sure that they're not in a negative environment created of their own volition. We want right. to make sure that their finances are right. We want to make sure their relationships are, are at peace. We want to make spiritual life is, you know, whatever they want to be content at, we want to make sure. And that's why we're bringing this conference here in conjunction with this Project Never Broken, which is, I love the message that Project Never Broken too. is, which is uh, help, hope, and healing. Wow, those words are life-giving. Yes. yes. Right? And that's the that's the premise by which uh, the Wounded Blue lives. We don't use that tagline but man that tagline can be used we we'll, we'll love it right? yeah it's and, and and you know it's 
blend together the message of what you both are doing and, and to have this coming up. I can see it benefit so many in the law enforcement. And, and I don't know, you, you said it perfectly. I love to hear that. And I can just see so many folks getting so much value uh, out of your words and out of, out of this conference. Now, Shelly, this has been a tough couple of years for you uh, for obvious reasons. Now, when you see a group of people like this with such passion like Brad has, uh, how does that make you feel that just you're taking a step closer to where we need to be? Yeah, well, it's very intentional that we are partnering with Wounded Blue. Um, as as you said earlier, the mission of Project Never Broken is to boldly support law enforcement and the entire first responder community through hope, help, and healing while honoring the resiliency of humanity with the meaning of how do you come back from these tragedies. Right. Um, so it is absolutely our privilege and pleasure to bring this conference to Terre Haute. Make no mistake, we are all, you know, very aware that when you are searching for, you know, top places to go for a conference, maybe Terre Haute doesn't quite come to the top of your list. It will be soon yes, with all of will. the things that we have going on. But that is not why we are bringing this conference. There's a much deeper reason and meaning why we are bringing this conference to this community. And it is our true hope that we can bring some tools, some techniques, some comfort, and some relief to our officers, to all of our first responder community, not only here, which we have been absolutely affected, but this is a nationwide problem. Um, I was looking up some statistics. To date, there have been 230 shootings of police officers, 40 of those fatal So this is an unfortunate surviving family community that is growing. It's a a terrible um, community to be growing that we are surviving families, but it is all the more reason we are committed to doing this kind of programming. And there is no better therapy for this community than for them to talk to one another for all the reasons that, that Brad was just saying. You know, I can talk to them, but I cannot relate to what they right. see. But what I am learning is when they do respond to those fatal accidents, mm-hmm. make no mistake, they're human and they can see their family member's face. They're not it's, superhuman. No, and so they but, feel like we feel, but they just don't feel but like they can show that. They're kind of asked to be. Yeah. And, and, and the things that... Uh, have to do. I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, I've had numerous friends that have been in law enforcement. I had the pleasure of uh, getting to know a gentleman in Springfield, Illinois, and get to know him periodically through the end of his career. And then he segued to Crime Stoppers. So we kind of hooked up every week and we would record the Crime Stoppers. And I, I got to know him to where he would talk to me about things that maybe he wouldn't talk to other people about. And this was 15, 20 years ago. And I, I, I look back at him and I see his face. And, and if he was in this room listening to what is going on in this event, event, he would be so proud and he would be so happy to, because this was, they needed it then. They needed these resources then. And, and so it, it makes me happy to see that this is this is happening and we need it all around the country. Now I want to remind everybody, it's the second annual Wounded Blue National Law Enforcement Survival Summit. And uh, it is coming up October, uh, excuse me, October 11th through the 14th. Is that correct? Correct. Now who goes to this event? You know, there's people listening to this. Is this just for law enforcement? And it's somebody that's in your family that's in law enforcement? 
enforcement? Who do we direct this to to, to be a part of this? So law enforcement, great question. Uh, law enforcement is the target audience simply because that's that's you know, our challenge to benefit. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the ripple effects of, of the beneficial nature of this event is goes through countless waves of people, uh, their homes, uh, their family members, the community, community themselves. You know, one of the important aspects of, of something that Shelly just said was, and I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget it. Look, we should never, as a, as a, as a society, as a community, we should never forget, but oftentimes we have, that these heroes are human. That these police officers, actually, there's an air of humanity to them, and they are actually people. They're not superhero, which is uh, superhuman, which is what Shelly said. We would like to think they were. We would like to think and have a high, real, almost an unrealistic expectation that they're superhuman. But guess what? They bleed and they cry yeah, as well. Right. And and back to the point of the target of this is that's why we target those police officers, because we need those people standing tall, healthy. It's as healthy can be because it makes for a better society. It makes for a better community. You know, it's been proven, Kevin, already. Uh, I, I, I'm, I told you I'd circle back to this uh, critical incident stress management piece. So that's actually a crisis intervention technique to help police officers talk through an event. I use an example of uh, let's let's use one of my examples. So line of duty death. I came home one night. And I was sitting on the edge of the bed and I was shaking. Uh, and my wife knew she's a nurse. She's a registered nurse and spent some time in the ICU and, and she. Asked me, she woke up. The bed was shaking, oh, um, and anyway, there's a lot of reasons that got to that, but it was adrenaline. But it was more than that. Now I know why. But it she she said she said I know why, and I was having an anxiety attack, and and it, I was sweating profusely. I had got home, taken all my stuff off, and sitting at the edge of the bed late. She was asleep, and she because I was shaking the bed so much, she woke up. She like I said, well, I don't even know what's happening. She said, I do. I said, tell me, tell. Me. She, and she started verbalizing. She knew enough to, to get me talking. Critical incident stress wow. management is a crisis intervention technique that actually with that trains frontline anybody, police officers, teachers, uh, whoever, to do crisis intervention. It's nothing more than two friends having a conversation, one of them being trained in crisis intervention mm-hmm. to where you can actually take them down a path, lead them down a path, and the training comes to a fork in the road. The fork in the road is, hey, you're better for it, or the other turn is, yeah, I recognize that I'm not doing well. And that fork for a trained crisis interventionist is if they're doing better, hey, let's talk about this again tomorrow. If they're not doing better, hey, I have a mental health professional friend I want to introduce you to, which is a psychologist or a counselor or a LPC. That's what we do. That's what we do at the Wounded Blue, right? We help these police officers look them in the eye and say, hmm, you've had a rough career, buddy. And those are conversations that cops want to have, but they don't want to have, if that makes sense, right? So. Yeah. So these are these are all conversations that to to the end, which I don't want to miss uh, taking the opportunity to talk about the event itself. We bring these are all conversation starters, right? We bring this conference to Terre Haute, knowing that we're bringing to the conference entirety of wellness, spiritual, physical, uh, emotional, relational. These are. All red flags within. If a person is not doing well, there's certain red flags. Maybe they're not feeling good. They're they're you know they're constantly getting sick or calling in uh, medically, or their relationships at home are not doing well, or maybe they're drinking too much, or they're you know they're they're battling a moral injury and they're mad at God, you know, but they're not going to talk about it because they don't know what to talk about. Well, guess what? This conference we bring people here to start conversations. 
we have conversation starters and what happens is you have a you have a person like da- a, a couple like Dave and Betsy Smith who they're going to come in and talk about hard things they're going to yeah. talk come in and, and 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 the the officers that are there can walk out of there and say holy cow well if they can talk about it I can maybe I can talk about it you know Jason Schechterly police officer in Phoenix PD burned a massive uh, disfigured massive uh, percentage burn on his body his story is amazing of resiliency and coming back to and and these are he talks about this internal struggle of coming back to work. He went back to work after uh, he's since retired. And he's a phenomenal. I mean, unbelievable uh, financial. Uh, we're bringing the, one of the nation's foremost law enforcement experts in financial uh, wellness, Nick Doherty. They call they label him the financial cop. We're bringing him here to Terre Haute. He's going to be speaking in October. These are all people across the nation that we're bringing in here uh, to help this community, this region of the United States. Hopefully, we have people flying in from all over the United States. But if you're anywhere, if you're a police officer or you're a family member, a spouse of a police officer, a loved one of a police officer, you need to get your cops here. Yeah. I need to get your cops here. If you're listening to this, you know a police officer. There's one in your family. You tell them about this. Now, what do you tell, uh, and I can only imagine and assume, there are the police officers or someone in law enforcement. They're not going to talk about it. Right. They might not even want to go to this thing because it's going to force them to talk about it. What would you tell that person? Well, no, a chance? A hundred percent. And, you know, those are all cheesy words, but the reality is that's the truth. It's true, yeah. It's the truth. Where the connection is, is we bringing people who substantially have that background. Like, like I'm sitting here today saying, I've been in a dark place. You've I've contemplated taking my own life before. You know, these are these are steps that we want to make sure we have open conversations about. I'm not the only one who who's coming in October that will sit here and say, "Hey, let's have a conversation about hard stuff. Let's let's have you know uh, the financial piece. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation about going from being broke to living a retired life. Let's have a conversation about if your marriage is not making it, how we can how we can move from marriage on the rocks to a thriving marriage. Let's talk about your physical ailments." And your obesity now, which is a is a problem uh, within a law enforcement, I can see that um, it, it, that that is directly, probably, very likely related to the trauma that you're carrying. Let's talk about that. Let's have a conversation about that, and then let's get you fit. Let's actually get you to where you. L- listen, here's a statistic that I love talking about, and I have yet to to put it out here. We talked about it yesterday at that at that interview. The national average for uh, a human being to live life expectancy in the United States is 78 years old. The life expectancy of a law enforcement officer is 57. We are dying statistically, statistically we are dying over 20 years sooner than the people we serve. Oh, that's wrong. That's not right. Right. Let's just park that there for a minute and let everybody think about that. Right. Let that settle in for a minute. I mean, that's, 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 that's that's heavy. The statistics, show that we're missing the mark here somewhere on the actual and and as a community look i'm a i'm a part of the community too right now i'm i've been retired for four years so i'm just a normal joe i want to figure out a way to serve the people who are protecting us right so as a a community we owe it to do better and i think as a society we are doing better in a lot of ways but now it's it's, you know there's a lot of people just say well you know how do i how do i help you know how how can i how can I be a part of that? I'm sitting here listening to you, Brad, and, and uh, I, 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 I want to go see this. You know, I'm not in law enforcement, but I love to hear what is going on. And it seems like you've got a lot of group of really important people coming together under one roof for this event. And I, you know, not to be overdramatic, but this is a must attend event if you are in law enforcement. And if you know someone that is, tell them, call them, 
email them. They don't have to be right here in Terre Haute. They could be an hour away. You get down here. Now, what do they need to do to be a part of this event? What is their next steps as far as do they need to get tickets? Uh, what, what are the nuts and bolts of how we can get these folks out there? The immediate of registration being, you can go to immediate to look to our website, thewoundedblue.org. Under the tabs over there, it'll say events upcoming and, and under the events is second annual summit, National Law Enforcement Summit. And then there's a registration page there that you can you can sign up and and Perfect. come to. Uh, as far as actually being a part of making this happen, I think there actually is a great opportunity here to call to the public to say, hey, you want to be a part of this as well? Get a hold of Shelly because I, we need help constantly help with, you know, Project Never Broken or the or the financial piece of, you know, there's 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 a lot of need for physical resources, uh, people volunteering their time. You want to speak to that? Well, that was my next question. If someone wants to volunteer their time for events like this or even monetary donations, I'm sure that's okay too, right? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, If there is a law enforcement officer, and I will also plug an audience that I did not have on our radar when we started out was the spouses. We've been contacted by spouses. There's an absolute void of resources for them as well. I can imagine. And um, Project Never Broken is is acting on that. We are executing um, some resources specifically for spouses. If someone would like to attend this conference and does not have the financial means, or you would like to attend it on your own time, not you know requesting you know through your department, if they reach out to us directly, you can DM us. Um, on Facebook. You can email me at Shelly at projectneverbroken.org. We will make sure you get there. No questions asked. Well, that's awesome. I, I, uh, you know, just sitting here talking to you all about this, I I feel rejuvenated. I feel like I need to do something. I, I, uh, you know, I hope you can. uh, Terre Haute's hiring. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, whatever I can do uh, to help you guys do this. Uh, you could moonlight uh, as an officer, couldn't you? Yeah. Oh, hey, you know, I was in the village people. I was like, oh. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. YMCA, baby. <laughs> I, I love that you do this. Brad, your story is amazing, and I'm sure these stories are tenfold at this event. And, and I encourage, if you have a law enforcement member in your life, let them know about this. Tell them. I know you threw out your email and the numbers and everything. Call me. Send me an email. Message me. I will get you over to the right folks and let you know what you need to know to be a part of this. Once again, uh, the website that, that people can log on to learn. TheWoundedBlue.org. Uh, TheWoundedBlue.org. You can find us on uh, online, our social media. Anything you should want to search on The Wounded Blue, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're, we're on there. Uh, look us up. For me, Brad Shepard, you can uh, email info at TheWoundedBlue.org and the subject line put Brad Shepard. Love to talk to you about uh, this. I know Shelly's doing a phenomenal job up here. We're just really excited to come along board. We've had a great few days here uh, hanging out with Shelly. And let me tell you again, I'm just going to... She's didn't she? Oh, she's all right. She's... (laughs) She's she's sleeping. (laughs) She's hard to keep up with. We've walked all over. Is it illegal to walk the wrong way in a one way? I'm telling you, the one way streets in this town are are baffling. They're confusing. It is so funny to me to hear this from you because when I first started working here, that's the first thing I complained about. And everybody looked at me like, what are you, crazy? So hearing you say this, I'm like, bravo, that's what I thought. I I didn't, Kevin, I didn't think anything about it until I looked over and Esther actually had her hand on the guard over here, gripping white knuckles. I'm like, Esther, it'll be okay. And she just shook her head, no. That's why she's not talking. She's yeah. nervous. That's it. That's yes, she's traumatized. She's traumatized, right? 
Well, the second annual Wounded Blue National Law Enforcement Survival Summit, it is coming up October 11th through the 14th. We're going to have all the websites, all the information listed below this interview, but uh, I will be mentioning on the Mixed Morning Show and, of course, over on WBOW to remind folks to remind folks to be uh, part of something very, very important. Uh, Brad, thank you so much for, for doing what you do. As always, Shelly, a pleasure to see you, and thanks for all your hard work, and it's such a pleasure to meet you, Brad and Esther. Looking forward to this event coming up, and there's anything, and I'm not just saying this, Brad, anything I can ever do for you guys, and, and Shelly, you know this, just let me know. Uh, thanks for stopping by, and we wish the best of luck. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Appreciate you.